On this episode, we talk with Jacob about the documentary Into the Light. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Joel, you're awake. Andrew, listen, man. Uh... Detroit Rock City, man. Back fresh from the uh, the great Motor City in Detroit. You had a uh, late night. Late night, overnight baseball tournament. I don't recommend it to anybody, but we're here. Uh, I don't, my body doesn't know what time it is right now, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling lively and uh, engaged. And ready to go. And ready to do this thing. Sweet. Sweet. Well, I'm glad because we're doing this thing. We are. So. No, there's no turning. There's no turning back now. How are things with you, Andy? Uh, going well. Going well. Just getting ready for our vacation, and yeah, You're going on vacation. We are. We are. So where, where, where are you to, going? To the Florida. To the, the, fl- Florida. the Florida. The to the Florida. Florida with the family. So are you doing like uh, Disney? Oh, that's right. That's so. right. Disney. Disney with the kids. Does, so is everybody equally ex- as excited about? This? Uh, yeah. Yes, we all are very excited. You so. like the Disney thing. Yes, we do. That's so. good. I've not done the Disney World. We did the Disneyland a few years ago. We went with, uh, may he rest in peace. We went with Uncle Gary, who, uh, Uncle Gary, Uncle Gary, disabled Vietnam vet, who got us to the front of every single line. So Sweet. this is how my kids think <laughs> Disney, Disney <works>. operates. <laughs> when we do the next visit, they're going to be really disappointed. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're going to be like, they're like, where's Uncle Gary and his jazzy? Get me to the You're front of the gonna... line. Yeah, do that whole like weekend at Bernie's thing and just bring them along anyways. That's that's dark. But oh, yes, yeah. we, should, we should bring along their dead great uncle. Why not? Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dudes and Dads podcast. Glad to see, to see, to hear, to experience each and every one yes. of you as you join us each and every week. Uh, guys, thank you. Uh, we do just want to say, continue to say thank you for your support as you've uh, jumped on the uh, the Patreon bad bandwagon, as you've uh, continued to just say, uh, not just with your voices, but with your dollars, with your dollars, you've said, hey, we like the show. We think you guys are okay. And we want to, you to keep on doing the thing. So uh, as always, you can head over to the dudes and dads podcast.com slash support. Andy, did yes, I get that right? You did. Slash support. And, uh, and there's a number of different ways that you can support us financially yeah. over there. Be a Patreon member. Glad for each and every one of you to come alongside of us. So thank you. Okay, great. So tonight we have Jacob with us. Jacob, welcome to our show. Hi, Jacob. Gentlemen, I'm so stoked to talk to you guys. Yeah, Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. So Jacob reached out to me and said, hey, I've created this documentary and first off, I, I do want to put this warning here. We are going to be talking about a little bit adult theme, themes. So we've talked about things like this in the show before. We're talking about porn tonight. So would you say we're PG thir- or we are, are we PG 13 we're, plus? We're just going to be, I'm just warning parents <laughs> that if there are little kids in the car, we are going to be talking about the topic of pornography. So fantastic. Uh, the documentary that you guys created is about uh, pornography and the freedom from that. And so we wanted you, to bring you on and talk a little bit about that tonight. So welcome to our show. Man, again, really excited to be here. So I, the, uh, the thing that, uh, everyone wants to know, I don't know if everyone wants to know, I want to know, I'm always just uh, curious, I guess, maybe take us back to the beginning of the journey of this filmmaking process. Cause there's always for every filmmaker, for every documentary, there's always the things that led up to it. The, the, uh, crossing of paths of different people, the hearing of the stories, the, the kind of the initial 
groundswell, if you will, yeah. if I can call that, um, that led to what uh, the ultimate end uh, product here as we talk about the documentary. Um, so I'd just love for you to tell us kind of the story of what what got to the point of you saying, hey, we need to make a film. And by we, you also have another, you have a partner, which you can tell us all about too. Uh, he's was going to be with yeah. us. He's he's under the weather. So we want to extend our, our well wishes to him as well. But yeah, tell us, tell us the, uh, tell us the story. Yeah, man. Um, so that, yeah, my partner, film partner, John Michael Bout, uh, honestly, I'll say we probably 90% of this whole story. Cause that lovely saint, like the two of us are like brothers and pretty much everything <laughs> sure. we do Good. like weaves together. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so, so our, the, the documentary is about pornography and specifically it's about freedom from pornography. Mm-hmm. And so, the reason that we're so stoked to be to be working on something like this or have finished a documentary is because freedom from sexual sin from pornography has been such a big part of our like testimony and actually coming to Christ. And so if you go all the way back for my story in particular, um, I had a bit of a unique story. My, my mom, amazing Christian woman, she talked to me a lot about pornography from when I was mm. really young. and. I had this incredible opportunity just because of my mom and by the grace of God to not actually get hooked on pornography proper at any point in my life. And that's really rare. Mm-hmm. So I had this really, this fortunate opportunity to not have that particular th- area, but I was completely addicted to masturbation mm-hmm. for like almost all of my teenage life. So, you know, uh, Jesus is very clear about that, you know, Matthew five that, that lust in your heart, just pursuing that over and over again. And so I gave into that and, and, you know, I kind of had this Pharisee card too, where I sure. was like, oh, I've got friends who watch porn, but I, I don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I flipped through my Bible, didn't see masturbation in there. So I was good to go. Um, I'll tell Jamichael's story was, was he also had incredible, incredible godly parents who talked to him about pornography, but he discovered porn when he was very young and he had a decade. Of, of being completely hooked to it. So we kind of became friends um, at about the point in our life where God really gripped both of us. It, and it was a combination of really good friends, you know, getting our, our hands on some solid resources and kind of one of those slow, but, you know, really cataclysmic moments in your life where like I started realizing I'm not walking the Christian mm-hmm. life at all. And I've got this sin that I'm just, just, recklessly giving into and you know i and, and then going with all the di- some different idols in my life and so god through some really good friends really freed me from this bondage to sexual sin and honestly that that might have been the time it was about you know 20 years old or so that i genuinely became a christian and i felt just a level of freedom that i it's almost impossible to articulate to me or i wouldn't even sure. believed it was possible at some point before that so, so anyways, this is, I, I started, you know, investing in some accountability groups in my hometown back in Canada and Jamichael, my film partner, he did too. And that just became a really regular part of our lives. You know, these accountability groups were still important to us as we're growing in holiness, investing in other guys. And we had all these books that, you know, Heath Lambert wrote, Garrett Kell wrote that were, were so meaningful to us and we, we give them out and not, not everyone had the time had the space to read them. And it kind of just became this consistent thing where, you know, these books were incredible, but not getting opened. Um, Fast forward, I go to seminary 
and I had this really cool opportunity to uh, get coffee with Tim Challies. I don't know if you guys have yeah. heard of him. Yep. Yeah. So he, he wrote this really great, great book called Sexual Detox. And Tim, Tim's hilarious. I, I asked him about it. I'm like, you know, what was the process of writing that book? And he goes, you know, the book's fine. He's like, yeah, we've got better ones. <laughs> Again, I, yeah, I thought it was so funny. He's, yeah. he's a really down to earth guy. But then he kind of stopped and he looked at me and he's like, you know, it's interesting. We have this video problem of pornography. And in answer, we typically write books. Mm. You know, there could be a space that could be used for like a video oriented resource that tackled the problem. And he kind of just said that and just kind of kept on going with the conversation. But I was like thunderstruck because he, Tim didn't know that film was my background. That's, that's what I did. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I kind of left that conversation like, huh. So immediately called Jamichael, who's back in Canada. He's, he's since joined me at, at seminary where we go to the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary here in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, bro, you know, we're freedom from sexual sin has been this, has been so important in our lives and in our walk with God. And we've both been invested in like in accountability groups and things like that. We're filmmakers. Is there room for us? Could we potentially make a really counseling oriented resource that walks through the problem of pornography? And so we, we kind of chewed on it. We started like kind of baseballing ideas back and forth. And eventually, you know, we realized really quickly, like, okay, our, our, uh, our faces should not be in this thing. So can we reach out to all of these writers, these authors, these speakers, these counselors who have meant a lot to us and see if they'd be willing to kind of come together and form this team that would be like the backbone of the documentary? Um, praise God, they did. Yeah. And we just it start, it kicked off many, many months of, of Zoom meetings and I'll put you in contact with this person and swapping emails and, and I mean, the whole process, which you, you guys can ask about, but sure. the end result is, you know, Into the Light is a teaching documentary that walks through the process of change, right? From bondage and sexual sin to freedom in Christ. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a resource for strugglers. And our heart is that we want it to be, to be a tool for the church to give people resources who might struggle to read. Sure. And so hey, that's, that's the sales pitch and it's done. <laughs> What's really, what's really awesome about it, which I, I'd love to talk about this, is it's free. Yeah. 100% free for, for churches, families, for anyone to, to jump on our website, uh, intolightdocumentary.com. Let, yeah, let's talk, it. let's talk about that. Like, so how, how, how are you able to make that free? Like, let's yeah. talk about that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, because I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't know if you're on Facebook and you see like, uh, you know, offering this free course. Yeah, now, right. Like, that's, yeah, yeah that's, bait and switch, 100%. Yeah, yeah. you're like, or, or bait and switch, or you're like, if it's actually free, it's probably crap. Yeah, right. yeah. Probably. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what we did, so one of our convictions was we really wanted to offer it for free um, if, if we could. Mm -hmm. Our other conviction was starving is not a great idea. So we, and you know, Joe Michael has a, has a wife and, and his second kid on the way. So we couldn't just loan a year and a half of our life to this. So what we did is we tried to do a, a crowdfunding model. So what we did is we invested about $40,000 of our, our own time and money into it upfront, spent that time to film with, with Heath Lambert, Garrett Kell, Ellen Dykus, all these different speakers. And then we started crowdfunding in the summer of 2022 and man, one of the most humbling things I've ever been through in my life, just Christians across North America, like praise God, saw the vision, stepped up and we raised $85,000 wow. in about six weeks, um, six, uh, tense weeks, but six yeah. <laughs> weeks. And, and so now, um, that, that paid for the whole film. And so now we, now it's a free, it's free That's resource. Awesome. And I'm, 
I'm stoked about that because I don't have to do a bait and switch. Sure. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. you know, sell anything on the other end. It's just, I hope it's helpful. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you said it's a teaching resource and, I, and I, when I watched it, I did watch it um, and it, it's in, in chapters. So how is this meant to be consumed? Is it meant to be consumed in, as one giant documentary or is it in different, you know, small setting, small group settings or how does, how, how do you envision this going for people watching it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we did the chapters so you could have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. So the way I kind of think about it is, you know, if you're, a, if let's say you're a pastor of a church, and you're like, I would love a resource that like I could just invite the church to and kind of get everyone on the same page, kind of get some of those resources or some of those kind of key ideas, accountability, um, like, you know, the how addictive pornography mm-hmm. is, hope for people who are struggling, God's good design for marriage. Just kind of get some of those foundations out there to a larger group of people. Then watching it like like a documentary mm-hmm. is one of the best ways to do that. So it's a it's like 90 minutes long, a little bit less. And it's it's a full, it's a full film. But then we also broke it up into six teaching sections, so six chapters. And so someone could run a six-week um, like kind of small group study guide style mm-hmm. and then watch each one, have that discussion, talk about it. And so, and then each of those speakers take up those, those six chapters. And then we are uh, a week or so, maybe two weeks from releasing a study guide. Okay, that, great, know, awesome. could grab question sets, take home uh, material and stuff like that, that can kind of accompany those chapters and, and people can walk through. So it's functionally the same material, but we, we chopped it up on our website in two different ways, just depending on what's most sure. helpful for people. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking, and Andy, I don't know if you, I, I know Andy probably had similar thoughts as he was watching this and as I was watching it. Um, so my two oldest boys are 13 and 12 years old and we are, you know, I've got, uh, I've got four kiddos, but those two right now are, you know, the those ones, are the one, yeah. those are the ones, Jackie and I, my wife and I are routinely, we just had another conversation this past weekend about like, we do the regular check-in of like, how well are we doing at talking to our children and to our boys and, you know, about sex in general, just to sexuality in general, because they're obviously bombarded with uh, a lot of different narratives about that. Mostly right now, um, uh, not explicit, explicitly, but more like, uh, it's just sort of kind of like bubbling into the culture, right? Like there's, there's just kind of all these assumptions that are made. Um, you know, so whenever I, like I heard one of my boys even use the term, like use the term gay the other day, Mm -hmm. like accurately, like not pejoratively, but accurately. And I'm like, so we're again, it's like, well, where, where is he hearing this? And if he's hearing this, what else is he hearing? And you know, your, your mind begins to go like, okay, there, there's a level of exposure there, obviously. Um, but as I was, watching this documentary, I thought to myself, like even like, like age appropriateness for this documentary and for the, and for the audience, I did, I felt like at least at the, I mean, by and large that my 12 and 13 year old son could mm-hmm. watch this with me mm-hmm. and have a really clear. And, and, and again, so great. I think a real uh, pat on the back to you guys is that it's so clearly communicated. There's mm-hmm. not, uh, there, there's not a lot of confusing, uh, content to it. Very I'm biblical, kind of biblically straightforward, uh, mm. clearly communicated. But like you said, in kind of these, these bite-sized pieces that, cause I just, I know like with my kiddos, it's like, okay, if I get a 15 minute, uh, viewing session with them, we, mm. we've done well, yeah. right? Like that's like, that's, that's good. So that was what began to turn around and, you know, kind of turn in my brain of, 
kind of the audience that you guys were hoping for, just in terms of age range, what were you what were you thinking about there? Because I'm sure that those conversations were were at play um, as you thought about this being a church, because as a filmmaker and I even as a communicator myself, you're always thinking, OK, how broad do I want this to be? Where do I want it to go narrow? Where do I need want it to go wide? What is the purpose? You know, you're trying to kind of reverse engineer all of that. Um, what were you guys' thoughts of like thoughts about that kind of conversation? Cause he, I know plenty of the dads that are listening right now are going, is this something that, you know, my kid at age X, Y, Z could, could engage with, you know, with me. Yeah. Dude, I, I love some of those things you noticed about it too. I, I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's, it's a tough question because, and you guys know this too, mm-hmm. like as parents, culture and and the ubiq like the ubiquity of pornography there you go yep kind of forces your hand a little bit for the conversation so it, it, you know in a different world it would have been really nice to let most of our kids grow up to to 12 without really having the talk and just just let that go but you don't get that option really no. anymore um especially the majority of my friends they've stumbled across across pornography when they were about 8 or 9 years old mm-hmm. and so it's like so it's kind of hard because, you know, part of me wishes we didn't have to have that conversation. You guys, your parents, you know, yep. you know what's up. One, one of our commitments was when we were creating the documentary is to just radically stay away from anything that would be either triggering or pointing to lust. So there was, there's no scare tactics. There's mm-hmm. no shock value. Like this is how bad the porn industry is, which has its time and place, right? I'm, I'm not against that, but this is very much, hey, you love Jesus. You're a Christian. You, you, we're not going to sit here and try and sell you on why porn is wrong. Mm-hmm. You've got that. But let's just, you're a struggler. Let's walk through the process. Just yep. starting with step one, all the way to, you know, ending with Garrett Kell, who talks about like your hope in Christ and what it looks like to be part of a church walking alongside each other. And so all that to say, yeah, it's cool. It's cool for me to hear that you feel like you could, you could hit that maybe carefully with your, with your like 12 year old. Yeah. Um, Cause that was our, that was about, where like kind of the minimum are of where we were thinking because you know there's heavy there's heavy stuff yeah. really walking through god's design for marriage you know we touch um sorry we you know we talk a little bit about masturbation trying to walk through that conversation which is complex mm-hmm. um and just going through a lot of the you know the the foundational steps to like cutting off access and things like that you yeah. know and so our target our target was a little older probably like late teens or something sure. um obviously we really hope it's 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 a simple documentary in the sense of we don't do a foray into marriage. We don't really go into like dating conversations. Mm-hmm. We don't really dive into this, the porn industry. It's a really simple, what does the process of change look like yeah. for someone who's struggling? Well, Let's and, go. Yeah. And I think a, a base level, like even as you begin the film, like a base level of uh, what I would kind of say a core theology on sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. Like, and if we start and if we start there and I, I think about that's probably the biggest I mean, it's really interesting for me, like as someone with a, you know, advanced theological degree, like I, I think to myself, that's all well and good. But when you sit down across from your 12 year old and you try to, <laughs> you know, like it's like all of daddy's uh, fancy learning, you know, at that in that moment, it's kind of like, OK, how do you succinctly and appropriately and and contextually bring your child I- into the world of, of sexuality? Yeah. Um, in a way, yeah, in a way that they're going to navigate it in a healthy way, understand core kind of mm-hmm. foundational biblical principles, um, 
because it's that's the other thing. Like I didn't feel, I don't know. There's sometimes where I I can almost feel myself getting on the defensive for for like the potential listener who you know is already struggling. And I think you said it so well. Is already struggling, and basically what they're hearing is is not going to help them move forward. But basically, is just going to confirm you know, that they, they feel like crap already. And then it's just a confirmation of, no, you should feel like crap and good luck, you know, and good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's hope, there's hope there, which I, you know, I, I would hope that all of us, you know, could, yeah. could see on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was interesting, Joel, my, as we are coming here, my, both of my boys are actually here at the church tonight and they were like, you know, who, who's going to be, you know, who are you interviewing? And so I took that time and said, nope, there's this guy that, a couple guys that created this, you know, uh, documentary on porn, and we're going to be talking about that and how to, be, you know, free, you know, yeah. free, to become free from that. And so that was a good opportunity for me to talk about that. And I probably actually will end up watching it with them. I, I didn't watch it last night with them, but I will probably will end up watching it with them. But yeah, so it was a good opportunity for me. My boys are, you know, my boys are older. I know there's high school age, um, so they're they're definitely that. That's they're ready. Yeah. They're ready for the conversation. Yeah. They're definitely. They're and they're and they're definitely hearing. I mean, yeah. oh, they're, yeah. hearing, they're hearing plenty of things, right. things elsewhere. Right. So, well, and one of the things I appreciated too in the documentary was you guys touched on the fact that porn isn't just a, a dude problem; it's also female. Like, it, it's not you know, not, yeah. obviously not. It's the people that are female also struggle with that same yeah. thing. So, I appreciated you guys touching on that too. Oh my goodness, yeah. So that's like that again was one of the things that we kind of settled on pretty quickly was like we need to have this conversation um you know we need to include women in this conversation if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that kind of started off as as a conviction but a bit of a fuzzy idea if i'm honest Mm -hmm. so the kind of the first thing as a couple of guys making this we're like hold on so we contacted every woman biblical counselor every author we could and said and just basically were like hey a couple of guys making a documentary here please tell us what you think. Just give us, just start kind of pouring into us your thoughts on this problem so that if we're going to make a resource, we're going to do it right for our sisters in the church. And oh my goodness, like, well, first of all, a lot of them were really grateful that, mm-hmm. we, that we reached out to them, but they just started just being like very clearly said, don't for a second buy that this is just a man's problem. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many girls I get through our doors at our counseling office who are just hooked on proper hardcore pornography just like guys. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've read some of the sociological literature. You can slice and dice the statistics in a few different ways. And there's, there's meaningful differences when you want to have that level of conversation. But on the whole, it's just, there are so many girls, women in the churches, in churches who are just really, really struggling with this. And one of the things that a lot of the, the, the women were talking to us about, they're like, you don't understand, like it's very, actually, I shouldn't say you don't. It's very hard for, especially guys, to understand the extra levels of shame that mm-hmm. women go through because we've talked about it like a man's problem for so long. So a lot of women are in the pews when just a casual reference to, and you know, the guys with pornography, they go, what kind of monster am I mm. that I struggle with this yeah. man's problem? Yeah. And when you really boil it down, like, it's so horrible to throw out a problem in the church context and then not follow that up with the good news of the gospel, the person and work of Jesus Christ, and then offer that to both men and women. Mm-hmm. Cause when you just offer it to men, you're, you're tacitly saying women, look, if, if you, if you struggle with this problem, we're not really going to address you or include you in the conversation. And that's, I mean, that just needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm sympathetic, right? Like it's hard enough to have this conversation, much less do it fully orbed and well, and none of us are going to do it perfectly. But we were really committed. So we have uh, Ellen Dykas from Harvest USA, who's the best. She's awesome. And then Jenny Solomon, um, who's she, she's a wife of a professor at Southern and she's uh, she's incredible too. Like so much fun to, to work with. And both of them just killed it for their chapters. So I'm just, I'm super grateful that they were willing to, to put their time into it. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's the, uh, you know, that's the reality of the, yeah. I mean, the, the engagement with pornographic material within women. I mean, the number is on the, it's on the, and on the rise. And I don't even know actually what the current statistic is, but you know, I, I know the last time I looked at it, it was somewhere around the 38, 38 to 40th percentile. Um, and that, that at the time was shocking to me because I know I probably had some, I, you know, whatever I had the traditional misconstrued ideas, you know, way back when about, again, like you said, the the primarily the guys, a guy's Mm -hmm. issue. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there is a sense in which uh, the reasons the reasons for pornographic um, you know uh, engagement can vary from men to women the and and how they're initially um, you know exposed to it. I, I think the stories that I've heard from a lot of a lot of women, like while you like you said you know kind of proper there's kind of proper hardcore content. There's mm-hmm. there's also the like within pornographic content content within like they're what they're reading specifically like there's usually yeah. like there's other because there's a need a need a desire for sort of like and this is how it kind of i think it ties in together and and i'd be interested to see if you guys kind of experienced the same thing and what you saw a need for intimate like a need for intimacy and then there's engagement in that kind of material on the women's side can be on the guy's side too and so there's that's how maybe women are engaging it. And then men for other reasons. And then these two individuals come into a relationship for, for the very reasons of what they're lacking, you know, of what they're lacking relationally, but what they've been engaging in is actually creating this kind of, it's like they're pulled together, but then pushed apart from each other for the, for the very reasons of what they've, you know, what they've experienced so far. And I think, you know, and it said in the documentary early, like one of the early chapters, it was, you know, it talks about this couple who, you know, had not talked with each other about what their experiences had been. Both of them had, you know, were struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And then they get into their marital relationship and there's an assumption that that the marriage itself will fix things or it will overcome those things. And almost what it does is actually just puts a giant magnifying glass on on the problem. Right. It kind of forces mm-hmm. you into this uh, into this place. And, you know, I. Uh, so all that to say uh, anymore, it feels like, and I know within my own, within my own counseling practice, I know that men and women, when they come into my office, increasingly so there's a conversation about some sort of sexual malformation in the lives of both of them. Um, because of these things and it isn't, it isn't one or the other specifically. Um, and, and I think that's an important thing that you guys, again, highlighted, highlighted well give a give a balanced perspective too so hopefully that's helpful for people yeah yeah i um it would have been it would have been really nice if we could you know explore and and really address some of those like relation like relationship marital dynamics more and that's not quite the heart of this right. of this yep. documentary um and you guys know this as communicators you know you 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 really got to pick what you want to say <laughs> and then say it well yeah um and you know but yeah it's so i mean it's so hard because it's, you know, pornography, sexuality is, sorry, 
Let me rephrase. Scrap that sentence. Sexuality, God's gift of sex, is just this incredible, beautiful gift to humankind, to humans in the context of marriage. It's like one of, you know, the fact that marriage image, images Christ in the church. Like there's just these deep, rich theological depth there. That is such a beautiful thing. And then pornography enters that equation. And then there's pornography, rom- like romance novels, like the, the worst kind, and, and all of these things just pull this distortion in almost every key thing that God designed sex for, takes it, the same thing, and then just orients it back towards yourself. And so when you've been trained with pornography so long to, to hunt for what gratifies yourself more, to then take what God used that for and then reapply it to the like to for someone else becomes this like extremely foreign concept. Mm. And 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 then people have to relearn how to use sexuality. And for a lot of people, relearn how to use sexuality that they discovered when they were eight years old. Oh yeah. Years before they hit puberty, years before they were ever years before they were ever supposed to know what that is, which is then years before they were ever supposed to put that in practice in the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, man. You're I, my heart goes out to like if someone's listening, right? They're, I don't know, 18, 19, 25, whatever. It's possible they're decades plural deep mm-hmm, into a mm-hmm. struggle of pornography that started long before they really had like the wisdom categories to navigate that. And it's hard. Like it, and that's that's why we kind of what you said, um, Joel, like about like the, like having that heart of compassion and offering the hope of the gospel, it has to be there. Cause like Honestly, a, a documentary being like, woo, porn's scary, porn's bad, you're, you're a sinner. It's not, it's not necessary. We know plenty of guilt out there. There's, there's enough guilt to spare. Right. But to offer the hope of the gospel that say you can change and it's going to be hard, but there are steps that work. Like that's, that's what I'm in the business about. And that's what makes it fun. Like that's yeah. what's exciting about it. Yeah. I'm not, we're not trying to scare anybody. And you guys are, as counselors, as pastors and stuff, you, you know that it's just not helpful to scare people into the kingdom, right? Well, yeah. And yeah, well, because what you get them in with is what you have to keep them there with. And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. the, Amen. that's the thing. Like the, the, the scare tactic, it can go, it can go one of two ways. You can the ditch, the ditch on either side is bring them in with it, with a, Hey, everything is super easy, fun and shiny. And so, you know, Hey, try Jesus on and you know, be, you know, religious good and service on that side or bring them in with the fear and the shame and, and whatever. But then you have to like, keep, you have to keep perpetuating keep that yeah. and surprise, surprise people don't grow well under yeah. uh, that. And you know, that's a whole other episode for why we you know, exist in kind of a national discipleship crisis because of those same reasons, mm-hmm. like to see actual transformation and change happen in lives is I believe 110% possible, but we've, we've got to, and I think you guys have illustrated it well in the content that you've made we have got to talk about the things that actually matter and actually, actually yep. yield, yield change. Um, and then we have to be obedient to those things. That's the other thing, like not just mentally, us mentally assenting to truths, but, but following and walking mm-hmm. and walking them out. And that's the, uh, yep. that's why we need each other. That's why, you know, um, I think viewing, like viewing this documentary in the setting of, of a, a communal setting, like I'm even thinking about the small group, you know, the, yeah. the men's group that I'm, I'm in with, uh, we're all a bunch of dads, you know, we've got kids from every, every age range, but, um, you know, we're, we're always having the conversation with like, oh my gosh, like, how do we, how do we actually get our, like, how do we clearly communicate this, not frighten our children to death, but also not allow them to be, 
uh, ignorant or unprepared. Um, and you know, and then, it, then, and even in that conversation, it's like, and then by the way, Joel, like, how are you doing? Like you're, you're trying to, you know, lead, lead young men. Well, um, turns out, you know, you need, you need to have your radar up and you need to have an awareness there yeah. too. So, uh, yeah, super, super helpful. A question I would have is in this, in this process, like you guys are still per, pretty early. How long has the documentary been like a re like out in the wild to this, to this point? Yeah, uh, we had our official Canadians. We're a couple of Canadians, by the way. Sure. I couldn't, worth. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't pick up on that. A boot. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, my my accent's all muddled up. I'm, I was born in New Zealand. Oh, even Canada. better, even better. Uh, and now you're yeah, in Kentucky. Yeah, like, my gosh. <laughs> dude, I don't, and I've probably picked up a teeny bit of a southern twang. Somewhere. I'm sure. But anyways, yeah. uh, so we had our proper Canadian premiere on the 28th of January. Okay, and then um, and then we had it. We like a lot of the incredible people at, at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary got together. We had a, a second kind of U.S. premiere there uh, a few weeks ago. So it's been, been about a month or yeah, a month, a couple months. Yeah, you're, but we're, we're fresh on it. Andy, we're, we're early adopters. And that's really what I, yes. that's really what I heard him say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what I, I'm wondering in the process um, and because you guys are early on, what are, are there, uh, just some maybe general stories that you're hearing coming, coming out of this, or, or maybe we're early enough yet that I don't know, like maybe they're it's still sort of emerging, but what, what has been the response to this, to this point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the, so I, I, we have a couple stories, which are, which have been really fun. To hear. Um, one of the cool stats that I love is we are at, I think 94 churches and small groups wow. have, um, have locked on, like filled out a form, locked on, committed to showing it at their church or in a small group context. So, which I'm thrilled about because that means, you know, saints are are grabbing hold of this resource and then doing the hard work in their local yep. community, yeah. yep. doing accountability, Absolutely. which is awesome because I'm a resource creator. I'm a creative. I love storytelling. Mm -hmm. I love like, teaching. But the real work is going to be the months that you're walking alongside each other, that you're having those conversations, like those hard conversations. And so I'm really excited to see it exactly what you said in the context of community and in the local church. Um, but one of the, like one particular story that I was, that I was really thrilled about um, is one, there was a kid who around here who went to the Asbury revival, mm -hmm. all that yeah. the stuff that was happening. And he just got really convicted of, of his addiction to pornography. And he came back and, and he just came back to his house and uh, his sister who, who he had a really good relationship with and sister's friend were there. Um, and he just came to his sister and just and just said, "Look, I I, I need to confess to you. I've I'm completely addicted to pornography and I, I need help." Um, the, her friend was there and said, "Hey, I just heard of this documentary that just came out about pornography. Do you want to Google it and see? Like, it maybe it will be helpful." And they watched it and oh, apparently wow. it was really helpful. And I love that because I assume this kid probably didn't have. I say kid. I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but. I don't think he had, you know, Deepak's book, Keith's book in his back pocket. Like he didn't probably didn't intuitively just know the steps, the first things, locking down your phone, accountability. But the documentary in an hour and a half, you can get some of those, at least those handholds to first start those conversations, like or start, you know, a journey, if mm -hmm. you will. And so that's the one that kind of kicks out to my mind of, of, you know, and man, all the debates about Asbury aside, this particular individual was convicted by the Holy Spirit of his sin. Praise God for that. Yeah. And God used 
our documentary to to be at least the launching pad for him. And I don't know where his story ends up. God knows. Right. Hopefully, he has good community around him. But man, I'm I'm thrilled to death that 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 was a little story that we got to hear about. That's so great. That's, that's yeah. one of them. And I'm sure you'll hear. Others. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll hear more though. Um, as so. as things yeah as things roll out, that's uh that's a really really encouraging thing. And where like where do you guys hope to go from here? I mean, is it is it really just um and I think after we're off air here, I've got, I've, I'm even thinking of some ways I can connect you guys to some, some other networks that we're, we're connected with. Um, but I, I think about, you know, like you said, you've, you've got the, the small group resource coming out, which I think will be, as you know, and that's the reason why you're doing it, I think will be immeasurably helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, give some handlebars there to, to work through the content. Um, what what's the what's the dream for this? What would you say if you look at it at the end of the day and you say like here's how we would like to see this documentary really fully played out and even maybe next steps beyond that? What uh, what are you guys hopeful for? What are you praying for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every person who creates something wants it to be seen by people, or no exception. Um, so view count is awesome, but really, I hope. It slowly and steadily, our prayer is that the documentary slowly and steadily works its way into church contexts and that people just get on it and, and say, this will be helpful in our small group and our Bible study and our discipleship training, something like that. And it seems to be what's happening so far. Soli Deo Gloria. I'm, we're really, really excited about, about how it's gone so far. So next steps, um, man, because you guys, you guys already uh, were talking about this, parents, keep coming to us and saying, and godly Bible believing, love their kids, parents and say, Hey, how do I have this conversation with my nine-year-old? And you know, these, again, these parents are, they're really keyed into the problem of it, but they don't know what a VPN, mm-hmm. uh, VPN yeah, yeah. Yeah. they don't know how a router system works. They don't know. So there's all these steps. And then they're also questioning, like, how do I have these conversations? Like from the kind of parenting, like growing up side of things. So we're in the process of really early process, having those conversations, beginning the, the fundraising process, because that's just a reality of we want to make a really tight teaching series for parents that walks through how to have that conversation with your, with your children, and then also how to pour and proof your home. Let's mm-hmm. walk through the tech, let's walk through some of the principles about locking down your home, because that's not the be all and end all, but you can do a lot. And when yeah, you can yeah. do a lot, you're giving a breathing space for a curious nine-year-old to never come across that and that few years can make a lot of a difference yeah so those are a lot of conversations we're really just reaching out to as many people as we can learning having those conversations kind of getting people in our orbit to as we start to kind of write this out yeah um and it's a lot it's more complicated than the documentary by a long shot sure because as parents you know there's nothing yeah. there's nothing easily <laughs> tentative no. about, about yeah. that no. but so many parents are, are that's the first thing on their mind how do I talk to my kids about this? Amazing. So yeah. God's given us, God's given us a, a few tools, a few connections. Um, we trust that he'll provide funding because uh, he did it last time. So, yeah. and uh, well, that's kind of where we're headed for the next one. So that's kind of, that's sort of 2023 ish. Okay. Beautiful. Great. Well then we want to, we want to get on the bandwagon and support you guys. And so yeah. we'll just, we'll keep on uh, telling everybody everything we can about, about the project. And I, I think, I mean, as, as I listen, I know, you know, it's just like, again, how, how needed that resource is, how helpful it is to, um, I don't know, 
I talk a lot about going upstream. You know, we're, we're, we're trying so hard pulling dead bodies or barely lifeless bodies out of the river downstream. What, what does it look like to go, dare I say, on the offensive a little bit and to say, man, how could we keep, how could we keep them from falling into the river to begin with? How could we, you know, we, we are only ultimately chasing safety. And I don't even think safety is quite even the, the goal, but but godliness and faithfulness is, and we will bump up against dark things like that. That's, that's going to happen. Do we have the things in place, however, to, to live faithfully in the midst of it? I, I, I don't know. I just been in the world that we're in right now. I don't know. You guys, can, mm-hmm. you guys can feel it. it. It feels like we're, you know, there's like attack and darkness from every side. You know, you're, you're just wondering all the time, like, it, can we actually get, get through this? Can we actually parent without having kids that, um, you know, mm-hmm. despite our best efforts, just going the world completely confused and sideways on so many things. And uh, it's going to take intentionality, but it's going to take the use of resources like you guys are, mm-hmm. are providing. So I'm, I'm grateful for that and excited about that. And we want to, yeah. we want to promote it. want to yes. get it out there. So, Hey, I, I appreciate that, man. I own a, like maybe a word of encouragement. You guys have a lot of dads listening to this. Um, I'm younger. Like I'm, I'm not married by the way. I'm 25. I, a word of encouragement because I've got I sit in this weird position where I, I hang out with the adults I talk mm-hmm. to the adults but also like I got a bunch of like 17 year old 18 year old friends yeah it's possible it's possible it's possible to have those real heavy conversations to it's possible to have a, a 15 16 year old kid who's like I mean it's gonna be a dipstick you know that right, <laughs> All right. But, but who loves Jesus and he's fighting this as much as he can maybe stumbling but whose head's screwed on straight and that's not, it's not a promise. It's not just, you know, deus from the sky, like your kid's going to be fine. We don't get those, but it's, it's possible. And I know that because I've, I've been a part of church mm-hmm. communities who took this seriously, did the work and, and by the grace of God, have, have a good community of young people who are aware and thoughtful and, and working on it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sympathetic, man. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's possible to have, to have kids, have your kids walk in freedom from pornography. It's not a, it's not an all-consuming fire, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's helpful or not. I'm sure that's you guys can, can speak yeah. on that more than I can. That's great. Yep. That's but you good. have to. Listen, God is good. God is good. He's not going to leave His church just floundering for with with no mm-hmm. like handholds, right? Yeah. Well, we so, really appreciate you being on the show tonight, but we can't let you go at all without doing the following. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Oh, get ready. All right. All right. <laughs> so if you've never joined us before, we just pepper you with I random, random <laughs> questions. So that have nothing to do with the topic going on. So Joel, are you ready for, are you going to do this first? Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm looking at my, uh, trying to get some good questions. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at right now. Okay. Here. First question for you. What is, uh, what crazy activities do you dream about trying someday? A crazy activity you dream about trying someday. 28 foot yacht cruising through the Bahamas. I got a spear fishing pole, like a spear fishing pole. I'm just spending my days hunting (laughs) marbled grouper through just to, I would admit if I could subsist off of spearfishing fish for like a weekend or something, bless me up. That's what I want. <laughs> Best answer yet. Just yeah, hands down, <laughs> hands down. Well done. All right. What is something that you like that most people don't like? Oh my. I don't know. That's hard, man. <laughs> With the internet, you're going to find a sub community of every right. single thing that you're, right. that you're nerding out on. Where am I an island on? 
it can be and we, sometimes it's I, like it's like, a, like a thing that when you're out and you try it or you right. do it or whatever else is like dude what is what is the matter with you <laughs> i actually like greek okay. And okay in my in my seminary world that's you're you're uh you're an island if you if do you, you find uh, that most of your greek most of your uh, this is and this is just uh yeah greek student joel speaking so yeah, yeah, yeah. so my for my undergraduate program we were so we required Koine Greek study, like you, you take full courses at at the undergraduate level. Yep. I, I would agree with you. There was a heavy, heavy division in the class. We had one kid who was not even a ministry major kid. He was an engineering student and oh, was wow. just taking Greek for fun. I freaking hated that dude because <gasps> he, he was the best. He was the best at it. He was the best Greek student. And he in the didn't class. even need to take and it. He didn't even need to take it. And all the rest of us are looking at it. like the professor's like swooning over him like he's some sort yeah, of yeah, golden yeah. child. <laughs> um, do you do you get that sense when you're in the class? You're like, there's a heavy division between, uh, or is, is everybody like, I'm just taking this because I have to? Nah, I mean Southern's <laughs> huge, so there's a massive spectrum, but like. There's one girl who's like such a cool person. She's like 19. She's in the undergrad level. She bumped up to the seminary level for kicks and oh. is taking and is <laughs> she's taking my engineering student. That's she's that one. Yeah, no, exactly. There's always and she's one. like, no, I can't diss her because she's awesome and she's way smarter than all of us. <laughs> yeah. so I'm just sitting there like, all right. You good know, for good you. For you. Good for you. It is a little bit like I'm like I got like seven years on you and That's I'm nice. struggling with this participle nonsense at this point. But <laughs> I don't know. It's what I found is more funny is the division between Greek and Hebrew. Sure. I, I cannot stand that language. I can't. Mm-hmm. Hebrew makes no sense to me. I don't know why every verb has to be three root letters. That seems insane to me. <laughs> Greek, Greek is poetic. It's beautiful. I'm here for it. Hebrew can't spoken like a true Greek student. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Good That's for you. Yep. Okay. I'm loving all the, all the, your listeners are like, why? But, <laughs> but, but see, this is how that this is what this question elicits that kind of response right, right there. Right. It's so it's so wrought yeah, with yeah, problems. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, here we go. If you were, um, if well, excuse me, where would you try? I guess the question right. Where would you time travel if it were possible? Where Where would you go? Mm-hmm. At what At what time period? What Where are you gonna? And if you say something like, "Oh, I want to be there at the." At the feeding of the 5,000 or like whatever. Yeah, I'm no. like, if you give me the Bible answer, we're all going to be really disappointed. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, it's <laughs> a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. You weirdly like the twenties. Okay. Roaring twenties. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, because like, let's be honest. I, you, you kind of want to be able to have civilized society. Yeah. Like the cute answer is like, that's Oh, right. somewhere in the mid, no, you're going to die. from <laughs> that's, 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 that's right. Like, but like 20s is safe enough, but like, I feel like we're, it's some interesting times, you know? Yeah. World War 100%. One, World War One, middle of it creeping up some, somewhere around that. And maybe between World War One and World War Two would just be an interesting time period to kind of get a, get a pulse on, like go to a couple, go to a couple coffee shops, start talking to some locals, see what's up. I think it'd be fun. That's interesting. Good. Yeah. All right. Who are your heroes in real life? IRL. Yep. Um, in real life. Man, there's a guy. His name's Gary. So here's the thing. I grew up, you can, if, I don't know if you, you guys have been chatting with me for a little bit. I've got somewhere in between a nerd and like California skater boy vibes, you know, kind of, <laughs> and there's, there's a little bit of an odd dichotomy there. So I'm, I'm passionate about resource creation, about pornography, but I've also said bro probably four times in this conversation. So I grew up in this deeply conservative Dutch reformed church context up in Canada, you know, Calvinist to the core, baby yep. sprinklers. Yep. Um, man, like 
showing emotion is yeah (laughs) heavy stoicism 100 percent. you you got it you got i know three forms of unity westminster all the good good stuff i was born in i was born in west michigan so i know all about dutch reform culture 100 percent. yes dude let's go and also look at me like clearly (laughs) you joined the club i got it yes i'm quite i've dutch everything in me is 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 fresh off the boat so but there's but i say all that as a caricature these are some of the church I grew up in has some of the most wonderful men awesome. I've ever met. And I had my punk stage where I was like, organ music sucks. This is the worst. And then <laughs> did my own thing. But when I came back and, and really actually started paying attention to some of the men there and like going to Bible study, I met these old guys who just would be honest about how they were doing, really crack open the Bible, love Jesus, and were surprisingly radical. They had a couple ideas. Mm. I was like, really? And mm-hmm. they wanted to. They wanted to invest in the in their in their church. They wanted to reach the community. And one guy in particular, Gary, he's just this old Dutch dude. And him and I are so different. He's just conservative as the day is long. I'm not. But but I just learned a lot from him because he was careful and thoughtful mm-hmm. and in, and intentional. And then every once in a while, would be like, "No, you're the idea that you you have of me right now." I'm about to blow your mind because I've thought a lot about this. And then I was like, wait, what? You could, you're, you know, it was, it was great. And so, you know, 20 year old me just got the opportunity to learn a lot from, from a group of saints. So he's one of my heroes because that guy has done so much quiet work in the church for decades. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I need that as a young guy who's, you know, bouncing with ideas, want to go film and save the world to have someone who's invested in his local church and has done incredible impact in one place means a lot to me. Beautiful. Uh, we'll ask you this. What is your current, you know what we'll say current, or you can do past a uh, television series, television series. What's your, what's your fave? What's your go-to? I haven't watched TV in. Yep. Exactly. A long, long time. I'm exactly. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, yeah. I am, I am the guy that will pick up a systematics textbook and read it for kicks. I'm <laughs> embraced it. Well, Hey, it's like, been a great evening, everybody. Me, Thanks so me. much. For, <laughs> listen, <laughs> yeah. hey, ask me like, listen, ask me to fiction. I'll talk Dostoevsky for off your ear for an hour, but like, I'm not, <laughs> not be guy. staying away from TV. All right. All right. All right. Last, this is the last question. What is your most treasured possession? Good. So Jermichael and I, um, we lived in a van for two months while we were, we were traveling. I love this already. We were were traveling through Florida and, uh, and Texas. We were working on an old documentary. And one of the things we did, (laughs) one of the things we did, we had this thing we invented uh, called tub hopping. I cannot believe I should not be saying this. I love it. This is is what we live for. Here we go. So what? So tub hopping and we were younger. Okay. This was young. We're living. We had a go look, uh, hit me up on Instagram uh, at it's the Volk. You'll see there's an old 1977 Dodge tradesman van high top. We gutted it, rebuilt it, lived in it for, for two months. And so young, young lads, um, short on money, uh, high on risk factor. And we, uh, yeah, as if this wasn't only a handful of years ago, we, uh, we went tub hopping. So we found out this beautiful thing where there's an inverse correlation between the level of security and the niceness of the hotel. The nicer the <laughs> hotel, you can just stroll on in there. 
And so what we did is we'd chuck on a pair of bathing suits and stroll into hotels, chill in their hot tubs, and then raid them online. Wait. And then leave. So, so yes. we, we, we invited ourselves into dozens of hotels across eastern United States through Florida, through Texas. During the travels, I, I bought a guitar, a crash guitar for the process. And during the travels, I, I just collected stickers from, from all over the place we went to. And I just stickered up this whole, this old guitar. I don't anticipate having any period of two months in my life that was more fun than living in the van. And so I, <laughs> I have that guitar. It's awesome. It's all sticker. It's got all these stickers on it. And I would be destroyed if I, if I wrecked that thing. That's like, amazing. It's just got all these memories from all these ridiculous things that we did. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about having fun. And God is God is good, and He's given me some, yeah. us some fun opportunities. I can't, I can't cool. say I that. Think I think Michael will probably said, shoot me for telling that story. That's, on that's here, awesome. I can't story. say that I haven't done the same thing. Like we didn't necessarily rate them, but we've been into places, hotels that we I have not been a guest at before to go swimming. So guest in quotes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Well, can you tell us where we can find the documentary? Where how people can get a hold of you? Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to, man. Into the Light Documentary Great. It's free. I, I genuinely, I, my, my request of, of your listeners is if you would prayerfully consider if this documentary could be something that you could bring to your local church, to your pastors, to your small groups. And if you watch it and if you like it, I hope it's helpful for people. So intolightdocumentary.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram at, and Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, all the socials for at in, Into the Light Documentary if you want to stay in contact with us. Or, Great. Yeah, that's all the that's all the deets. Yeah, right. as as always, we uh, if you head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com, uh, Andy will put all this good stuff, all the context and all that in the show notes so you can uh, follow up and find the info we've talked about here. Uh, so yeah, engage there. Dudesanddadspodcast.com and and on Instagram. Well done. <laughs> you always throw that at me for like, where am I supposed to pull in there? <laughs> And Instagram, Dudes and Dads Podcast. Tightly run ship around here. Hey, Dudes and Dads Podcast at gmail.com. If you got any show ideas, feedback, all the goodies, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, uh, just engage. Our voicemail, too. We have 574-213-8702. I had to get that one in there, too. Thank you so much. Please call. Leave a voicemail. We love it. It's good. Hey, guys, we're grateful for each and every one of you uh, checking us out yet again, hanging with us. Uh, we love you as our listening community. Couldn't do it without you. So until next time, friends, we wish you grace and peace. Peace.